Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Justice Society World War II. Directed by Jeff Webster, Justice Society World War II is the animated superhero film produced by Warner Brothers Animation and DC Entertainment. The film is available now, but if you haven't watched Justice Society yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. This is the 41st film in the DC Universe animated original movies line. Uh, Some of the concepts for the story and setting originated from a Wonder Woman animated series developed by producer Butch Lukic, um, who would later incorporate them into the film. Luke, you have the plot. Modern day Barry Allen, prior to the formation of the Justice League, ends up back in time during World War II and is launched into the midst of a raging battle between Nazis and a team of Golden Age heroes known as the Justice Society of America. Led by Wonder Woman, the group includes Hourman, Black Canary, Hawkman, Steve Trevor, and the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick. All right, so my immediate thoughts was when I started this was uh, questioning whether this was another standalone film or if this was connected, I guess, uh, at the moment, the main connection would be that Superman Man of Tomorrow uh, movie that came out. Was it last yeah. year? It was last year. Wasn't it? it was yeah. last year. So that it was, was like they they relaunched their movies. They did yeah. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. That ended the New 52 continuity. And then they thought, well, let's hit the reset. Even like the DVD and Blu-ray packaging, it's got the start of something new like along the spine. It's going to make it interconnecting picture. So Man of Tomorrow was definitely like number one of like a rebooted set of animated movies. And then they did a standalone movie in Batman's Soul of the Dragon. So at that point, we were under the assumption that we'd had two standalone movies. And then this film happens. And yes, this is part two of a shared universe. Blew my mind that they have, I mean, rushed is probably the best word. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing it straight away. Like straight into it. Because I mean, the internet was telling me it wasn't, but then watching it, I was like, you know, the animation looks the same. That looks the same. Yes, that is you know, the really noticeable thing, is it? The animation. After watching it's the also movie, early um, days and no Justice yep, League. Yep. It's, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm drawing that connection. There it is. Like, after it watching works. the movie, and yes, you're right, like going back and seeing the World War II trailer and the animation style, like the, just, the animation in Man of Tomorrow was so distinctive. And we both loved that movie. I think I give it like five out of five. Like really enjoyed it as a new spin on the origin of Superman. But yes, this is that same animation style. I'd seen the trailer, right? So as I'm watching the opening credits and it comes up saying um, Superman by special arrangement of (laughs) Jerry Siegel family or whatever it says. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. Is Superman going to be in this movie that had not been <laughs> advertised at all? And not only is Superman in this movie, he's once again voiced by Darren Chris, who was in Man of Tomorrow. 
And then I Superman mean, appears. Yeah. He's, again, not just the animation style, it is that suit. So he's got the S belt buckle. When Barry Allen puts on the Flash costume, I've got to be honest, I can see me having issues with the costumes in this new shared continuity. <laughs> I'm okay with Superman having an S on the buckle. And we got it with Brandon Routh in Superman Returns. If they can't put the S on the cape, they need to put that second S somewhere. I'm okay with that. But never should you give double up on the, the Flash logo and have the symbol as a belt buckle. Hate it. With a passion. I don't know. I, I, I think pick your battles. I don't think compared to those new... I'm talking about the... the the early, the not at the end because they kind of fixed it, but the new fifty two outfits. I would take these with like the double ups of the the logos. Yeah, no, any, I I get any that. day over those. I like. get that. And when we got to Batman Hush, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, uh, Reign of the Superman, they started changing it. They, started they fixed the it. costumes. They did. They were no longer the new fifty two designs. But because at this stage now we can't count the Golden Age heroes, and we'll get to of why course, yeah. even more so. But if we're looking at the heroes they're going to introduce, we've had two so far. Both of them have got belt buckles with their symbol. I'm thinking it's going to <laughs> Everyone be gets a belt. across the board. Like We're going to get Green <laughs> Lantern introduced. He's got his little belt buckle. I mean, I guess Batman's had it in the past. I mean, even Adam West, technically, on his utility belt, he had the bat symbol, didn't he? So there's presidents for it, but um, maybe maybe yes. they'll get like they'll get like 15 movies in, and they'll be like, okay, Justice League, gather round, and they'll take, take their off your belts, belts off, <laughs> and it's like we're no longer doing belts, and they fix it, and you're happy again. I we feel can like only I'm, hope. I've derailed us slightly by talking fashion, <laughs> but I, I was just, hey, it's all part of it. Barry Allen is over eager to please. Like the movie opens in Metropolis. And Brainiac attacks, that's always fun. And from memory, I don't think I've seen the Flash go up against Brainiac too often. So that was quite refreshing. Um, Iris West, so Flash again, eager to please, um, using his speed a lot in public, even though we've got a secret <laughs> identity. And we're led to believe, and I thought going into this movie, it was all going to be about the Flash going back in time. And then there's the fear of changing something in the past that will affect the future. But pleasantly surprised to find that he didn't go back in time. He actually went to Earth 2. Yeah. And that's where the JSA are. I love that. It's good because, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, even in, in our synopsis there, you know, we say that it's time travel because that's what he believes it is at the start. And we find that it's not. He's just sort of travelled into dimensionally through the speed force, which is all good. Very exciting. And yeah, it, like you said, it just means no consequence, no like, as in no consequence in terms of time travel shenanigans, a la that movie they keep referring to without actually name dropping it, which I'm assuming <laughs> is Back to the Future. I mean, I'm I'd, guessing. I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, you or know, whatever. This is a Warner Brothers movie. They're not going to be talking about a universal movie, are they? But it's clearly... Yeah, just... Oh, then again, do you know what? Teen Titans go to the movies fully embrace Back to the Future. So I'll take oh, it. Oh, like 100%. Yeah, you're right. Even like play 100%. the music. <laughs> but before we get into, you know, like the main chunk of this, which is, you know, um, the Justice Society and, you know, Barry's 
Barry's adventures on Earth 2 and stuff like that. I just want to talk about, like, just before we leave the, the whole notion of this potentially being a standalone or in continuity thing, that scene between Barry and Iris, you know, the picnic, I was like 80% sure I'd already seen that before. I was like, I've seen this scene. I was like, this must, I was like, was Flash in that Man of Tomorrow movie? I was like, where have I seen this scene? And then I realized I hadn't. No, you hadn't. There's I was very... thinking of the, I was thinking of the first episode of Invincible with ah. is it Red Rush? Is that the character's name? Yeah, yes. legit. Yeah. Are they not? Is he not having a picnic with his girlfriend and he's he's zipping around and then you know there's a crisis and he has to leave. That happens in this scene, but in my mind I was dead set like I've seen this scene before. Like where was it? And yeah, I realized I was wrong. I hadn't. It so, wasn't anyway. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't until the live action. Flash TV show with Grant Gustin that Iris West was African-American. This movie is the first time, I believe, in animation. Right. And then now, I guess that's a standard for the character. And now, it is now and in the comics also. Yeah, but it started with, with that TV show. So that's why I, I knew I'd not seen that animation before. <laughs> right. I don't know, still, how I feel about this movie on the whole, because it's got added elements of things that I like. Superman is in this, and I didn't know. Brainiac. I knew Barry Allen Flash was going to be in it because he was in the trailer, he was on the poster. But I thought this was going to be more of a traditional JSA movie where they were going to get to be the main characters. And I kind of figured, well, having Barry Allen in there, that's going to be a connection for most people that are more used to the Justice League over the JSA. But I, I, I think where you're coming from, I, I think I'm probably, I probably agree. I, I thought Barry Allen would have just been like just an entry point. Yes. And then, and then it takes like the justice society part. I mean, the opening scene is, it, it's, it's Wonder Woman and, and stuff, you know, like, on earth too it's it's all that it, it's very much it's very much is just a society but i guess with with what they're doing with barry you know doing you know these interdimensional hijinks he's kind of the lead character still even though there's all these other bits going on but to be honest they're all not really that interesting oh i wouldn't um, go that far i wouldn't go that far and, but then i think i'm potentially bringing a lot of my own baggage a lot of I, what i know I will oh, believe. Characters. I'll believe that. Look, I mean, Steve Trevor's got this whole thing where he just, you know, obviously he just keeps asking Wonder Woman oh, to mate, marry. I, it's like, no. okay, that's his little quirk. I mean, Wonder yeah. Woman's, you know, <laughs> badass like she always should be. But to be honest, like, we got like our man and um, the rest. <laughs> um, no, okay, look, okay. We, look, let's let's talk Steve Trevor. Okay, he that character trait. Just asking her to marry him every single day. He's a romantic. He's a romantic. Annoyed That's the what hell do. out of me. Annoyed the hell out of me. Super cool Steve Trevor. I mean, this is not the Chris Pine <laughs> Steve Trevor. But again, <laughs> but he's not even Earth 1 Steve Trevor. He's Earth 2. But yeah, but that notion yeah. that he would do it every single day until she does say yeah when he dies. It's a romantic That's thing. His, I get what they're I, doing I with it. And, I get what it's supposed and to you be. And know, you know she's waiting for the war to be over. 
and yeah, yeah, I think I strongly believe that she would have said yes at some point. And I mean, should we jump to the end where you know he's once if Steve Trevor's in in a movie, he dies, right? Like, is that the rule? It seems to be it seems to be the go to, and it's what happens <laughs> here. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, maybe that I mean is... the two live action Steve Trevor Wonder Woman movies that died in both of those. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's still alive in the comics, but I'd have to I'd have to check. Love the portrayal. I love the portrayal of Wonder Woman here. I do get what you're saying about the other characters. I mean, Hawkman for the most part is just there. We get some good. Um, good action with him but as Carter Hall we don't really we don't really get a lot our man you know we're getting something there you know he sticks around even though his powers have worn off and this is a character that's getting his own live action movie so I'm curious how they're gonna give us a two-hour movie about that because his powers only last half the runtime. So I, I don't know. I'm curious <laughs> how that's going to work. Jay Garrick, the Flash, love Golden Age Flash in any capacity. So I enjoyed seeing him here. Aquaman was a pleasant surprise. I mean, you essentially find out he's been mind controlled, but for the most part, he's painted as a villain. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. The one, one. <laughs> When we first, when we first introduced to Aquaman, the the Justice Society are, are meeting him for the first time as well. They're like, like, oh, it's like a what does Wonder Woman say? Like, it's like some sort of Aquaman, oh, fun <laughs> joke. But okay, so it's established that they're meeting him for the first time. But when it's revealed, you know that Aquaman is, you know, doing the dodgies. You know, he's portrayed as a bad guy in this. We get it, mind control, but. It's almost like it plays like everyone, all the characters are shocked. And I get it as, a, as the audience, we're supposed to be like, oh, Aquaman's bad. That's, that's not right. Like, that's uh. But all the characters are sort of reacting as if, like, they're shocked to see it. Like, it's meant to mean something that he's bad and not good. I'm just like, well, why? With, uh, so I, I don't understand why that happened. Well, they just got introduced to him. Like, yes, she makes reference that he's a Aquaman, but he's King Arthur. Like, he's the king of Atlantis. And he was... Do they know that, though? Or do they know... I mean, they've heard... I think Wonder Woman, at least, has heard of Atlantis. So she's meeting... Okay, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Like a fellow royal. And, yeah, and then he turns on them. So there is that, that's, that shock, but it's not so much the fact that Aquaman has turned on them, just that this was someone that was going to be aiding them and then turned out as bad. I've got to be honest, like, probably one of the most shocking visuals in this whole movie <laughs> is Aquaman doing a Nazi salute. Yeah, I've never seen that before. I was like, wow, that's a a strange visual. Other JSA members, we've got Black Canary, always great. Canary Cry, Dr. Fate, he's he's in this. You know, someone we've not talked about, like we've talked about Superman. Let's talk about Shakespeare. You know who I'm talking (laughs) about. Superman with a moustache. That's it. And Barry's like, you look familiar. Do I know you from somewhere? If he didn't have that mustache, he'd he'd know. It's the uh, it's the classic Superman. I mean, <laughs> Superman's good at disguises. I mean, normally a pair of glasses yeah. are his go-to, but, but the mustache uh, mustache does it. Yeah, one little thing, that's all it takes. And that was and that was interesting. At that point, we we didn't know that it was Earth Two. So when it's revealed to be that. And again, this movie is clearly not a standalone. It's building to something else. 
Flash comes back to Earth One, proposes to Iris after witnessing day after day, or he's been told about Steve Trevor proposing, so he doesn't want to put it off any longer. He proposes to Iris. She says yes, and he's after, got after, the idea now of a of a league of a justice mm-hmm, league. Yeah, and he asks Superman if he would be interested, and he is. So it's the start of something. That's it. Just on the just on the proposing to Iris, like so. Steve Trevor dies. One woman takes the ring. I guess kind of accepting it without actually saying yes, I will marry you. I will give you your dying wish, sort of thing. She doesn't say anything. Just takes the ring. Minutes, not probably not even a whole two minutes later, she gives the ring to Barry, and he he leaves the dimension. He goes back to Earth One with that ring. Just to hell with Steve Trevor. Like you know, that could have been his grandmother's ring. That could have been you know of some sort of importance. Now it's Iris's ring that Barry proposes with. I just found that really odd. Am I picking? Am I? Am I picking too I, hard? I think if it was Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, she'd wear it every day. <laughs> she never, <laughs> or she'd at least keep it in her apartment. I don't know. But I, I get the sentiment and the reason behind it. Like it's. Don't, you know, like, don't wait too long for love. Like, you, you're right. Like, she, she wasn't saying yes to his she proposal because she was waiting until after Barry. the war. Yeah. Steve knew one day she would say yes. I mean, it's still over the top that he asked her every single day. But he knew there was going to be one day, and eventually she does say yes, and he dies. And she chooses to, yeah. To so she doesn't say yes. But <laughs> Oh, but you, this is, yeah, but he. Yeah, but she doesn't say yes. But it's it's implied, isn't it? Because he know he knows the answer. Yes, he's just waiting yeah. for the right day. So it's it is accepted. But I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So now when we're going to watch these series of films, and Iris is in it, she's wearing Steve Trevor's wedding ring or the ring that he's going to give to Diana. That's Why potentially a, a family heirloom. Protection, I don't know, yeah, you know. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a connection from Earth 2 to Earth 1, and but I get it. I mean, it's nice. It's nice. Look, you, you mentioned, again, if we go back to the, uh, the Justice Society, uh, you're right, like, it's cool to see these characters and, you know, a lot of, you know, the, a lot of the action scenes cater to them doing their thing. Like you said, like Black Canary, you're not doing a thing and... You know, like all the characters are playing their parts. It's just like the portrayal of the characters, they all just seem very similar. And like the performances, the voices, they all kind of didn't really have their own personality, especially the yeah. guys. Yeah, they no, were I, all yeah, I, interchangeable. I agree. Like I, I said, Steve Trevor had I his agree. quirk. Yeah. And I just found that really bland and it, it disengaged me really early on. And I, I think the movie suffered from then on because I was like, oh, I really, they're not interesting. But this is, they are interesting characters. But, but again, like just basing on what we, what we get in this movie. It, it, and this is what I was saying before, like at the beginning, that I thought, oh, wow, like it's never happened before. We're getting a JSA movie. Yeah. It's actually called JSA. They should have That's been the be. 
and those characters should have been popping, you know, like they all should have had a moment to shine or moments to shine. And we should have gotten to know them and learnt about them and stuff. And then really the, the, the end goal of this movie was to set up, the fact that there will be a Justice League in this it's continuity. All about that the was this movie. I mean, honestly, going into it, like if someone told me, hey, you know that JSA movie you're going to watch? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, I really like those characters. You know, they've not had their own film before. Well, you know, it starts in the modern day and it's Superman fighting Brainiac. I'd be like, what are you talking about? What even? <laughs> and the main character of the movie is going to be Barry Allen the Flash. But what about the JSA? I thought this was a JSA movie. Oh, no, is. again, like, I think it, it's still very, it works and it's suitable to have Barry as, like, a, as, a, as a doorway to that, whether they were doing setting it in the past or on another Earth, whatever. Like, either way, it's a, it's a good way to get to that time, what, that dimension. What I'm saying, though, is that your, your problems with the portrayal of the JSA and how some of the characters aren't fully formed, they're falling flat, that wouldn't have been the case if that would have been the priority of this movie, if it had been a JSA film. It still could have been the priority, though. Like, there's no reason why Barry had to maintain being the lead But this character. is the thing. By making him the lead, it's taking guess, yeah. the shine away from, from the team. And again, like, when it was announced, like, and I saw that post, I was surprised to see Barry Allen on there, but still, I was expecting a JSA film. And it is a JSA film. They're in it. And, you know, that, that's the name of the movie. But Superman's also in it, which, um, yeah. Is the best comparison that that Suicide Squad animated movie I've thought of with it. Batman as I've the lead? Of, yeah, I've thought of it a couple of times whilst we've been talking about this. Batman, Assault on Arkham. It is a Suicide Squad movie. It really oh, is. Oh, it's, it's the opposite of what I'm saying. It was titled a Batman movie. But yeah. it's, a suicide but, it's really, but, it, but again, I was getting that similarity as well. Like it is, it's a, a Suicide Squad film mm. but where it's packaged as something else. Probably the opposite of what I'm trying to say there. But still, the point, the point is the same. It's like, we're not getting what's, it's just a title. No, but, the point, but the point, no, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to agree with you. It's <laughs> basically like. We're not getting what they're telling us that we're going to get. It's like. They're not the focus. They're not, yeah. We've got it's a like, JSA movie that is about Barry Allen, The Flash. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I get, I get your meaning. Look, we're potentially not going to visit these characters again. I mean, we might, but like... I would put money on it reason. that we will. Once the Justice League is formed, and just like they did that classic crossover in the comics, however many films later, I reckon we'll have the teams, mate. Definitely. But do you know what the, I guess the problem there is that like... I'm now not excited for when that happened. You again, like you might be because you know the characters and you know the other stuff that comes with them, all that kind of stuff, the history and all that. But it's like for me, just especially like meeting some of the like our man and stuff like that, meeting them for the first time in this movie, it's like I have no interest to see him again. You know, you talk about a, an upcoming movie with him as the title character. It's like okay, my interest hasn't increased after being introduced you can't just base it on this like if you want more of a deep dive in his character he's one of the main characters in the live action stargirl series right but you see but my point being is that like what a missed opportunity for this movie that's titled justice society to make a to shine with these characters they're just not doing it it's just 
it's kind yeah. of just like uh, the movie was a bit of a waste of time to be honest like i, I don't know it's, it's really it's it's weird having superman there at all i think because if you were going to use superman you think it'd be in a way to entice and you're talking about you're talking the shakespeare superman or we're talking just superman Earth in general one. like just as a character like earth one right like having superman as a character in this movie like he op- you know, the movie opens with Superman, you've got that connection to Man of Tomorrow. But we're already watching the movie at that stage. So we don't need something else other than the JSA to watch that movie. He's not in the marketing, and he's not on you know the DVD cover or the Blu-ray cover. So it's just maybe maybe he's there purely to create that connection, the continuity connection that connection yeah. just to just to show that hey, it's yeah, probably this is a just that. Movie. And that's it, because it's it's. I guess he's the only other hero we've met in this shared continuity. I honestly, unless that Batman was that Batman movie connected no, or not? No, no, no. That honestly, that so, was one hundred percent standalone. So it wasn't until this film that we found out that Man of Tomorrow wasn't standalone. Right. Until this film, we were still under the assumption that's what it was, and this was going to be a third standalone film that ended up being. <laughs> Connected, but there you go. All right. Look, is there is there anything else you want to discuss before we rate? I mean, the animation, the design, I very much like. It's a continuation of what we've got in Man of Tomorrow. So there's a lot of things to like about this movie. It was a nice reveal that it wasn't straightforward time travel. We're talking about Earth 2, which in the comics, that's where... The JSA are they're not on the same earth as the Justice League. So there's fun, there's fun to be had, but I think we've I think we've checked off a lot of things we wanted to talk yeah. about. And just on that, like I agree with those final points that you made there. So um cool. All right, well let's um let's rate this movie out of five. What have you got for us? I honestly thought going in, I was gonna have so much fun with these characters. And you know, we've talked endless about how this film wasn't necessarily what we thought, or at least what I thought it was going to be. There's fun to be had. Flash having the belt buckle is annoying. <laughs> um, Minus one point. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a three out of five. It is a three out of five. And if we're talking part two in a shared continuity, I've come down from a five which I gave to Man of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's it's okay. And it, I'd recommend that people watch it, but it's it's okay. Two out of five. Yeah, look, look I agree that the, the, there are elements in this movie that, you know, that they're cool and they're like little fun moments and interesting things that they're exploring. Um, and yeah, like the, the animation is and the designs, looks good like you know it's nice and crisp um but you know early on i just became disengaged just because the characters weren't doing anything for me really it was wonder woman flash and you know golden age flash were pretty much the only characters i was really interested in as, as the movie progressed and then everyone else was just falling to the side um i'm coming in yeah, i guess quite a bit lower than you yeah, two out of five for me so yeah just Jess wasn't feeling this one. But there's there's some shining moments. 
All right, so we always like to wrap up with a bit of trivia. Now, you've uh, graciously provided something for us, or you've come prepared. What have you got? It's just a little bit of history on the JSA. So not necessarily specific to this film. I'm not sure if you've looked at IMDb. There's not a lot. And what there is there, it's just in a case of this actor that worked on this project also worked on this project. Cool. That's pretty much why I handballed the <laughs> trivia to you. So okay. I appreciate what you've got. <laughs> the Justice Society of America was created by writer Gardner Fox and editor Sheldon Mayer. The JSA is the first superhero team in comic book history. See? How impressive is that? See, that's This movie should have been excellent. <laughs> yeah, now that's cool. Like, they deserve something better. They ah. did it before everybody. So even in the continuity yeah. of these films, like the Justice League will follow the JSA. But yeah, the first superhero team in comic book history. And lastly... The 1985 limited series America versus the Justice Society recapped many of the Justice Society's adventures from All-Star Comics through a series of flashbacks. So if you watched this movie, enjoyed it like me for the most part, but want to know more about the JSA, that limited series is probably a good place to go. Or you could just go and read everything that has ever been published. But if you've got time for that, <laughs> check out that limited series. <laughs> and that's yeah, my trivia. Yeah. That's what I got. Well done. Look, better than what I had. So uh, <laughs> I like it. All right. That's it for our review of Justice Society World War II. I was about to say League. Ah, that was hard. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsduepodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Wrath of Man. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film's Due. See you soon. <laughs>